Hey, it's Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review of one of my all-time favorite horror comedies, The Cabin in the Woods. Can you believe this movie came out in 2011? Well, it was released in U.S. theaters uh, in spring of 2012, but its original debut was 2011. Cabin in the Woods was conceived to be a horror comedy by Drew Goddard and Joss Whedon. And it became the directorial debut of Drew Goddard, who went on to work on the Daredevil series on Netflix and many other things. And of course, Joss Whedon went on to work on Avengers and things like that. Uh, Cabin in the Woods, I, I... When horror movies are coming out, I try not to watch more than the trailer. I try not to do a whole lot of research because I I like to be surprised, especially in a horror movie or a sci-fi extravaganza. I don't want to know too much going in. But I was a big fan of Joss Whedon, Andrew Goddard, and I was very excited about the concept of this, which was going to take that usual Cabin in the Woods type idea and turn it on its head. There are going to be spoilers aplenty in this because, honestly, it's eight years old and there's not really a whole lot of point in talking about the movie if we can't really talk about the movie. I will talk about the 4K and say it's a good 4K, not a fantastic one. The picture was good and better than the 1080p Blu-ray that I've had. But, um, and I... Yeah, Dolby Atmos soundtrack was also very... Actually, the sound was great. And the HDR helped, especially with things like fire sparks like that. So that that gets your non-spoiler review of... It's a 4K. If you can pick it up cheap, it's worth it. I did. It was like on Black Friday, incredibly cheap. And uh, being a huge fan of the movie, why not? (laughs) So Cabin in the Woods tells the story. Well, the movie opens with this scene of two guys like worker bees in a corporate environment. You know, it's their morning, they're getting started. Uh, They're walking down the hallways. There's a few things that clue you into this is not your typical office, whatever, but they're basically two guys talking about, you know, what they have to do later. And then the movie starts and you don't, at this point of the movie, know what this has to do with anything. And to see actors like Richard Jenkins in a role, or Bradley Whitford in roles in a horror movie like this, I, I just got a kick out of it, because they're good at what they do, and they're very good in the movie. Um, you find out later that these guys control the cabin in the woods. This is all part of a giant, spoilers, part of a giant scheme, plan, to sacrifice people to the old gods that used to walk the earth. That each country has one of these type of situations going on where they find people that fit these roles that they have to fit. Uh, The virgin, the whore, the athlete, the comedian, you know, that kind of stuff. And then they have to basically torture them and kill them and offer them up to the old gods. And you find out through the course of the movie that every year they bet on this. And it's funny that the Japanese are winning with their ghost story thing and the Americans have this cabin in the woods thing. And they can control everything that happens in the cabin and around the area. They're in a bunker underneath Turns out they're in a bunker underneath with a whole horde of monsters. (laughs) I'm giving away a lot of surprises in the movie, but I'm telling you, it's been out for eight years. You should have watched this by now. Um... So you've got these these characters, very young Chris Hemsworth, uh, Kristen Connolly, uh, Fran Kranz, uh, Jesse Williams, Anna Hutchison. You know, uh, they were all decent actors playing these 
caricature-type roles of these people going to this cabin in the woods for the weekend and something bad's going to happen to them. They stop at the gas station down the road. He says it's closed. He's creepy. But after they leave, he calls the people we saw at the beginning saying, the lambs are on the way, and this is all in, and takes it very seriously. And so as they're introducing, you don't know through the course of the movie why they're doing this. You do learn that the people under the bunker are, they will put pheromones into the air when they want the kids to like have sex or do something. And they will, they will bring to life certain monsters that fit certain situations to try and kill these, these characters in this sacrifice that they do every year. And our characters are not the smartest on the planet, but they're not stupid either. And they they say funny things like they're realizing, no, wait, let's not do that. Let's everybody split up and go separately. Um, Yeah, let's do that. But they're being affected by the drugs that the quote unquote bad guys are pumping into this. But, you know, it... The whole thing is crazy because are are the you know the people that are sacrificing the kids are thinking they're doing a good thing. We have to sacrifice certain people to the old gods, or the old gods will come back and destroy the earth. Seriously, <laughs> and I love the way the movie slowly lets you in on this mythology, and by the end of it, you're like, "Holy crap!" And then there is a big star that makes an appearance at the end. We heard her on the phone a couple times in the movie, but. You know, our characters go left when they should go right. They survive some of the attacks they shouldn't survive. The stoner guy is one of the guys that makes it to the end, and so is the virgin. And uh, like I said, they don't let you in on what's going on, but by the time you do, the movie's at its tail end, and Sigourney Weaver walks out, and you're like, wow, this is pretty serious. And she explains the rest of it, that yes, this has all been a plan to sacrifice these kids to the old gods so the old gods don't come back and kill us all. And she tries to convince the virgin, you know, to shoot Marty, Dana, uh, and and at the last minute, she's attacked by a werewolf, so she drops the gun, and, and we get Sigourney Weaver killed, and Dana and Marty decide, you know, maybe humanity needs to step aside. Let's let somebody else take over. And they fire up a joint and they just sit down and and wait. And a giant hand comes out at the end of the movie. The old gods come back and that's the end. (laughs) And the things that are funny is if you're a giant horror movie fan, they do all sorts of things that make fun of Evil Dead or Friday the 13th or Halloween or check. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there are so many things dropped into the movie. That's fun to watch right there. And figuring out the mystery as these kids pick when they go into the basement in the cabin in the woods they have there's all these things that you've seen in different movies. Magical tomes if they read from the bad things will happen like Evil Dead or Haunted uh, Dolls and things like that. And they basically choose the way they are going to die. And how this all plays out and then in cutting back to the the office building of workers that are trying to make this happen and these kids keep thwarting their plans and one country after another is failing to do the sacrifice because one country every year has to make the sacrifice to keep the old gods at bay (laughs) and at the last minute japan fails and so it's it's left up to the united states and they fail and so the old gods come back and the movie ends. I absolutely love the movie. Get more out of it every time I watch. There is a great scene where they figure out how to go into the bunker. And they are going in. And this is when you find out that they don't just have the monsters you've seen in the movie. But they hit a few buttons and open up all of the cages. And there is this great gory scene where 
a ton of monsters from all sorts of mythologies and movies come out and just lay waste to all the bad all the all the guards that had machine guns and stuff and it, it, it's a bloody gory scene and then they repeat it it's just for shock value and fun but the movie was made with a 30 million dollar budget it went on to make 66 million dollars and Got good reviews. It sold well on home video. It's something that I like to watch around Halloween because I just, sure, it's a depressing ending, but it's a comedy. It you know none of it's real, and it, I think it's 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 constantly surprising throughout its runtime. And the fact that the old gods do come back, that they just smoke a joint and say, you know what, screw it, we're gonna die anyway. Let's just let it happen and see what happens. And it's epic. It, you know, they, they had a decent-sized budget to pull off the special effects at the end. I'm glad they haven't tried to make a sequel or a franchise out of it. I mean, they could, but why would they? The It, it told a self-contained story. The, the actors involved have all gone to bigger and better things. The producers have gone on to bigger and better things. Um, it just, it's a little time capsule that, that is kind of timeless. It holds up nine, eight, nine years later. I really enjoyed rewatching Cabin in the Woods. Like I said, if you already own the Blu-ray, I don't necessarily think you have to run out and just jump all over the 4K, but I picked it up on Black Friday for under 10 bucks, and it's more than worth it for the upgrade for that. You've got a killer Dolby Atmos soundtrack and uh, like I said it's a good picture it's a little bit grainy but you know it was it was filmed on film I believe uh, I wish we were getting more movies like this from Lionsgate I think this and Ready for Not horror comedies that are smart for a long long time especially in the late 90s and the early 21st century we got a lot of dumb comedies a lot of dumb horror movies and we're starting to see some that are smart that are cutting edge that are i know that's one of the reasons why this probably didn't go over so well because a lot of people went to see it when it came out thinking they were just getting a horror movie and they got you know the kind of a science fiction end of the world (laughs) mythology with the old gods uh, cthulhu kind of thing some lovecraft stuff going on it's uh, a lot of fun, and I hope I didn't spoil it for you. I hope you've seen it and you're just listening to this for the entertainment value. But happy Halloween. Try and do more uh, horror movie reviews in my podcast for the rest of the month. If you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, I hope you didn't listen to the rest of this review because I killed the movie for you. But wow, what a fun watch. Pull it out if it's one of your favorites because you will fall in love with it all over again. I'm Scott Hamilton. Sharing is caring. Check out my links below. If there's anything you like, please post, share, subscribe. Uh, Patreon is there for those feeling so froggy. Also, um, I've been updating the YouTube channel, and there is a link to that below. You will find some of my rock and roll interviews that haven't been turned into podcasts because I've had a hard time turning some of these things into audio-only podcasts with the current stuff I'm using, but I'm working on that as well. Uh, See? All the -the behind-the-scenes stuff you get in my podcast. I'm Scott Hamilton. Thank you very much for listening.